Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Live. We want to thank everyone for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. I am your host, Black Ice. And I'm your co-host, The Messenger. And we have a very explosive show for you tonight, brothers and sisters. Um, we've had a lot, a lot, a lot, brothers and sisters, of people um, wanting to hear this particular subject tonight um, on the Bible Show Truth Hour. And we're going to give them what they want, brothers and sisters. So we thank you. We ask you to start right now to share um, this live video feed right now. As you see, our head is down, and this is what we're doing also as well. So we're asking you to share this live feed right now with your family, your friends, your coworkers, brothers and sisters, um, because we're going to read this book called The Bible. And in a lot of church facilities, brothers and sisters, we don't get a lot of reading of the Bible, but what we do get is a lot of singing, shouting, praising, speaking in tongues, brothers and sisters, incorrectly, and a lot of other things. But we don't want to criticize the victim. Uh, we've been taught one way, brothers and sisters, and that particular way is the way our mom did it and the way our grandparents did it and the way... Um, uh, their grandparents did it. So, brothers and sisters, when you begin to address the misinterpretations that have been taught, people thinking, well, you talking about my mama. <laughs> you talking about my mama. My mama told me this. My grandmama told me this. They wouldn't lie to me. Well, brothers and sisters, in a lot of cases, they just didn't know any better, brothers and sisters. And I'm pretty sure if they knew better, then they would have taught better. So we're going to deal with this on our show tonight. We profess the name Christian for those who are believers in Christ, brothers, or Jesus, brothers and sisters, the Christ. And we say we're Christians. We say that proudly. But we're going to see if those who claim to be Christian, brothers and sisters, are doing things according to what's written in the Bible. Now, let me make a disclaimer right here. When I say that, brothers and sisters, did I get my papers from the, uh, I don't even think I got my papers from the, but we can share. When I say that, <clears throat> now, no one's out there living 100% correctly, brothers and sisters, and that's not really what I'm talking about when I say um, living contrary to what's written in the book. A lot of us are working on things, brothers and sisters. We're working on things in our lives. We're working to improve, to become better men and women. We're working on those things. Those are not the things that I'm talking about. I'm talking about things that are sanctioned by the church. Again, I'm talking about things that are sanctioned by the church as religious. As law. As religious law. These are the things that we're pointing out today, brothers and sisters, things that are sanctioned uh, from the church as religious law. So we're going to deal with those things today on the Bible Show Truth Hour. So is it really correct that Sunday was the day that we were supposed to set aside. 
God's holy day? Is Sunday really the Sabbath day of the week? Are we really supposed to be celebrating Christmas? Are we really supposed to be celebrating Easter, brothers and sisters? Um, are we really supposed to be wearing crosses around our necks? Um, is New Year's Day really on January 1st? <laughs> you know, so these are all the things that the church have told us is, brothers and sisters. But we're going to analyze this um, based on um, what's written in this book called the Bible. And what I want you guys to do right now is go get your Bible, go get your pen, and your paper, brothers and sisters, and I want you to read with us, write down these scriptures with us, because what we say tonight, brothers and sisters, is <laughs> definitely going to challenge most of what you've been taught, mm-hmm. uh, and it's really going to be an eye-opener for many, but again, it's, gonna hurt it's, not, too. it's not what we said, mm-hmm. it's what we read. Right, brothers and sisters, I'm going to go ahead and prepare now to get ready for our YouTube listeners on this show. And we want you guys to subscribe to our YouTube channel also as well. Um, we want you to, to subscribe to our YouTube channel and share it also as well, brothers and sisters, so that you can send these links to people so that they can research and study for themselves. You can send these links to people that can research, study for themselves. And for those who may not have Facebook, We still want them to be able to get this word, brothers and sisters. So share this video right now. Share this video right now as we hook up our YouTube listenership, brothers and sisters, our YouTube listenership. There we go right there. Okay. So now we're about to get ready to start this lesson. And 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. Four, three, two, one. We want to welcome our YouTube listeners, brothers and sisters. We are live on the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. I'm your host, Black Eyes. And I'm your co-host, The Messenger. And we're dealing with tonight's lesson. Are you a Christian or are you a pagan worshiper? Oh, brothers and sisters, this is about to get deep on tonight's show. Are you a Christian or are you a pagan worshiper? A pagan worshiper, brothers and sisters. So we want you to follow this with us. It's about to get deep, but we promise you that what we read is going to be written from this book called the Bible. Now, this show tonight is designed to show the difference between the children of God who know the truth and follow Jesus and the words written in this book right here called the Bible, brothers and sisters. Right here. Again, this show is designed to show the difference between the children of God who know the truth and follow Jesus in the words written in this book called the Bible versus those who know the name Jesus mm. but don't know him and practice pagan rituals. Again, you know the name Jesus, but you don't know him because you practice pagan rituals. Share this video right now, brothers and sisters. Now, the disclaimer tonight is, This is going to hurt some feelings, brothers and sisters, and we don't intend for it to do that, but we know that truth hurts. Yes, it does. We understand that many of you may not be aware that you are a pagan worshiper. You may not be aware that you are celebrating pagan festivals or activities, and you may not be aware that some of the religious leaders 
are pagan worshippers, the religious leaders are really the ones to blame. They are responsible. They are responsible. Let's go to the book of Jeremiah, the 23rd chapter. Again, write these scriptures down. Go get your Bible. Follow this with us, brothers and sisters, because we're going to give you proof on tonight's show. We're going to give you proof on tonight's show. Share this right now. We're going to go to the book of Jeremiah, the 23rd chapter, and we're going to read verses 1 through 4. This is a warning for the pastors that teach these pagan holidays, these pagan rituals and festivals, and incorporate them and bring them into the church. Jeremiah 23, 1 through 4. Come on, brother. Woe be unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture. Hold on. Read that again. Woe unto the who? Woe unto the pastors uh-huh. that destroy and scatter my scatter the sheep of my pasture. Now, they scatter the sheep of the Lord's pasture, brothers and sisters, by misinforming them. Don't you know when you tell someone that it's okay to do something that the Lord told them not to do, you're scattering them further and further and further away from the Lord? Absolutely. Woe unto the pastors that destroy and scatter my sheep. Go ahead. Say it, the Lord. Therefore, thus said the Lord, God of Israel, Mm -hmm. against the pastors that feed my people. Ye have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not visited them. Behold, I will visit upon you the evil of your doing, Mm. said the Lord. Wow. And I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries whither I have driven them and will bring them again to their fold. And they shall be fruitful and increase. And I will set up shepherds over them, which shall feed them. So wait a minute. I thought the pastors are already feeding the sheep. Well, the Lord said, you scattered them. You pushed them further and further away from me. I'm going to go and get the remnants of them. I'm going to go and bring them back into the fold. And then I'm going to replace you with pastors that I'm sending to them. Because these pastors today, I'm not saying all of them, but many of them were not sent by God, brothers and sisters. Because if they were sent by God, they would be teaching the word of God. Absolutely. Did we finish that? No. Go ahead. And they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, neither shall they be lacking, said the Lord. So, brothers and sisters, right now, we are lacking because we've been taught something in the church that doesn't line up to the Bible. Now, if I taught you from birth, brothers and sisters, that 2 plus 2 equals 5, you've been learning that since the age of 2 and 3 years old, and now you're getting older and older, and <clears throat> you get to be in your 20, 20, uh, 20s and late 20s, and now someone that has come to you and told you that, Two plus two don't equal five. Two plus two equals four. You're going to look at them like, man, you must be crazy. What are you talking about? My mama told me this. My grandmama told told me this. My pastor told me this. Two plus two is five. And then we go to the calculator, and we press two 
and then the plus sign, and then the other two, and then the equal sign, and it comes up to four, all of a sudden, you're going to be like, man, you mean to tell me I lived to be in my late 20s, and I've been either lied to or told something that's not the truth that I believe for all this time? And that's the way Christians are in the church, brothers and sisters. They've been told something for so long that they have believed something that they can't even find evidence of in this book called the Bible. So what we do on this show, brothers and sisters, is open up this book called the Bible so that we can take you to this book called the Bible so that you can read with us the words of this book called the Bible, and then you have no more dispute. And if from that point you have dispute, it's not with Brother Messenger and I. The dispute is with the Word of God, brothers and sisters. But I told my mama two weeks ago, I said, Mama, if it, if, if it comes down to a choice of believing something that you're telling me versus believing what I can read in this book called the Bible, I told my mama, I said, I love you, Mama, but I'm going to go with God before I go with you. Absolutely. And my mama looked at me. She said, well, son, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. And that's what I'm doing, brothers and sisters. So now, let's go, brothers and sisters. Again, we read in the Bible about the pastors and the preachers who teach pagan doctrine, such as Christmas being the birth of Christ. We can't read that in this book. We covered that. What about Easter Sunday service? We can't read Easter Sunday service in this book. What about New Year's Day being on December the 31st? I mean, December the 1st, January the 1st. Or New Year's Eve service, brothers and sisters, on December the 31st. How many people was in church on December the 31st? That wasn't New Year's Eve, brothers and sisters. That was the eve of the 11th month of the year, brothers and sisters. We're going to go into that. What about the churches who teach Ash Wednesday, who teach Lent? Churches that bear the image of a cross, images of a man who's supposed to be Jesus. And what about Sunday Sabbath service, brothers and sisters? Mm, mm, mm. We're going to show you where it came from, and we're going to show you who instituted it, brothers and sisters. And when we show you where it came from and who instituted it, you're going to find out that it has nothing to do with God, according to this book called the Bible. Now, let's go and define what a Christian is, brothers and sisters, and let me just say this. The word Christian is only mentioned three times in the Bible. Again, the word Christian is only mentioned three times in the Bible. Jesus never called his followers Christian. Let's read what the definition of a Christian is as defined by those who looked at the followers of Jesus and actually just gave them a name. Go ahead. A Christian is a person who follows or adheres to Christianity, an Abrahamic monotheistic religion based on the life and teachings of Jesus Christ. Okay. So we know that a Christian is one who follows uh, the teachings of Jesus, um, an Abraham monotheistic religion, belief in one God, based on the life and the teachings of Jesus Christ. Okay, brothers and sisters. Now, since we know that 
Jesus never called his followers Christians, brothers and sisters. Let's see what Jesus did call his followers. Let's go to the book of John, verses 6, verse, chapter 6, verses 66 and 67. John chapter 6, verses 66 through 67. Again, you can't find Christian nowhere in the Old Testament. And you can't find it in the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You only find the name Christian in the writings of Paul. So Christian was the name that the enemies of Jesus called his followers, but it's not what Jesus himself called his followers. Let's read what Jesus himself called those who followed them or him. John chapter 6, verse 66 through 67. Let's go. From that time, many of his disciples. What? Many of his disciples. Jesus called his followers disciples. Many of his disciples went back. And walk no more with him. So they followed him. They walked with him. He looked at those who supported him. And he said, you are my disciples. But many of his disciples left. And who remained, brothers and sisters? I mean, uh, brother messengers. Who remained? Then said Jesus unto the twelve. So he had more than twelve disciples, brothers and sisters. But after so long, many of the disciples that followed him, that said that they believed on him, brothers and sisters, they walked away. And only 12 remained. Read that again. Then said Jesus unto the 12, will ye also go away? So now we read that Jesus called his followers disciples. Now let's go to the book of Romans, the 8th chapter. Romans, the 8th chapter, verses 14 through 17. Romans, the 8th chapter, Verses 14 through 17. Now, let's see what Paul in the book of Romans wrote, brothers and sisters, about those who, who were followers of Jesus. Go ahead, my brother. Romans 8, 14 through 17. For as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So if you are led by the Spirit of God, you are a son of God. What, we including you too, sisters. Go ahead, read the next one. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage, uh -huh. again, to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So when you are afraid, brothers and sisters, that spirit of fear don't come from God. That spirit of fear comes from Satan. Go ahead, continue to verse 17. Oh, well, I got to go to 16. Oh, uh, okay, 16. The spirit itself bearing witness with our spirit. Uh that we are children of God. So let's stop right there, Messenger, because we got a lot of scriptures to go about. We can go to the next one now. So, brothers and sisters, again, we're talking about we are, brothers and sisters, sons of God and children of God, uh, and children of God, those who are followers of Yeshua, those who are followers of the man whom we now know as Jesus the Christ, brothers and sisters. But we're going to deal with Christmas now. How many of your churches out there celebrated Christmas? That's what we need to know. Because, again, the title is, are you a follower of Christ or are you a pagan worshiper, brothers and sisters? Now, we just came off the biggest pagan holiday, the Christmas celebration. Okay? What does Santa have to do with Jesus? <laughs> Nothing. What does a Christmas tree have to do with Chris, um, Jesus. What does, the, what does Christmas 
have to do with his birth, brothers and sisters? What did the scriptures say about celebrating the winter solstice festival? Well, let's read the origin of Christmas um, in the Wikipedia. Did we pull it up? I don't, I don't think we pulled that up, the origin of Christmas in the Wikipedia. Uh, let's see if we have that, brothers and sisters. We will come back to that. Now, let's go ahead and analyze in the book of Jeremiah, the 10th chapter, as to what it says about what now is known as the Christmas celebration, because one of the cornerstones of Christmas is decoration. Absolutely. Right? Yes. And the other thing that you do during Christmas, brothers and sisters, is put a tree inside of your home and decorate it. Well, the balls on the tree represents planets. The lights on your tree represents the stars or the constellations in the sky, brothers and sisters. So, again, what does a tree, what does decorating a tree, what does putting all those things on your tree have to do with Jesus. Let's read what Jesus said in the Old Testament, brothers and sisters, when he was Lord in the flesh about celebrating a pagan holiday in which you decorate trees and you put all those shiny things on it, which we now know that day in modern times to be called Christmas. Jeremiah, the 10th chapter, verses 1 through 5. Hear ye the word which the Lord speaketh unto the old... And unto you, O house of Israel. What did he say? Thus said the Lord, Learn, learn not the way of the heathen. Now, before <clears throat> it was called pagan, brothers and sisters, pagans were considered to be heathens in the Bible. The word pagan is not mentioned one time in the Bible, but we know before the term pagan came to existence, it was Heathen, those who celebrated multiple gods. Learn not the way. Read that one more time. Thus said the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven. Now, why would it mention be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, brothers and sisters? Because the signs of heaven is what you can see in the sky. And what did we see yesterday? A big old supermoon, as they called it, brothers and sisters. And they gazed at it and they marveled at it, the creation. What did they gaze at last year? The eclipse. Oh, this ain't been around in 75 plus years, 95 years. Let's go outside and look at it. The Lord said, don't be amazed at my creation. Be amazed at the creator who created the creation, but we know that the Gentile are amazed at those things. You see it all on their news channels. You see all of them going outside, looking up at the sky, stargazing, brothers and sisters. They are dismayed at those things. Be not dismayed at the signs of heaven. Go ahead. For the heathen are dismayed at them. What do they do, the messenger? For the custom of the people are vain. For one cutteth a tree out of the forest. Uh-huh. The work of the hands of the workmen with an axe. Stop right there. They go and get a tree. They cut it out of the forest, right? Yes. Let's stop right there. We're going to take a detour. Now, according to Wikipedia, about Christmas, it says, many popular customs, the tree is one of the customs. Many popular customs associated with Christmas develop independently 
of the commemoration of Jesus' birth. So outside of the birth of Jesus, these customs were already in existence. We're in the book of Jeremiah. Long before Jesus came through Mary, they were doing these customs, brothers and sisters, which let you know that these things didn't start with the birth of Jesus. They started thousands of years before Jesus was born. It says, many popular customs associated with Christmas developed independently of the commemoration of Jesus' birth, with certain elements having origins in pre-Christian festivals that were celebrated around the winter solstice by pagan populations. Are you a Christian or are you a pagan worshiper, brothers and sisters? If you're doing this activity, then you are a pagan worshiper. And you may not even know it. But your pastor should, because this is the same book that your pastor has. And he should be reading to you Jeremiah the 10th chapter, what the Lord say, don't do again. Go ahead, messenger, learn not. He says, learn not the way of the heathen, uh-huh. and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven. Okay. For the heathen are dismayed at them. Mm-hmm. For the custom of the people are vain. For one cutteth a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands mm-hmm. of the workmen with an axe. Okay. They deck it with Silver and gold. Deck is short for decorate. You remember the Christmas carol, deck the halls with boughs of holly. Decorate the halls, brothers and sisters. What do they do with this tree? They deck it what? They deck it with silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammers that it move not. They are upright as the palm tree, Uh but Speak not. Why would it be mentioning that a tree is speaking, brothers and sisters? Because the tree was an idol that pagans worshipped. They dressed it with jewelry, brothers and sisters, that was representative of what they saw in the sky. Because remember, this is a winter solstice celebration. The winter solstice is every year on December the 21st, the darkest day of the year. So that's why they put shiny things on the tree, which represent lights, brothers and sisters. It's called a festival of lights. That's why during December the 25th, there's so many lights on so many homes, because this was the darkest day of the year. That's why they wanted lights. And so they made idols out of trees to put lights on them, brothers and sisters, to take the place of the sun. There's a whole nother lesson on this about the sun god Horus, who, according to Egyptology, was killed by the darkness of, by the god of darkness, which was called Set. That's why when the sun goes down, they call it the sun set, brothers and sisters. Setting of the sun. After the god of darkness set. And it was said that Set killed the god of the sun, Horus, on December the 21st, and he was put in a grave on December the 22nd, where he stayed for three days and three nights, December the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, and on December the 25th, during the daytime, he rose from the grave. And this was all because the sun had started to ascend back up in the sky, and the light of the day started to increase. It was all a winter 
solstice celebration. Now, we're going to go ahead and keep on moving. Read verse 8, my brother, so we can keep moving. But they are altogether brutish and foolish. What are they talking about? What's altogether brutish and foolish? The customs. These customs, these celebrations, what they're doing in the church. I see a lot of churches with Christmas trees on the same stage as the podium that the preacher is standing at. And while he's looking at you and criticizing you, he has been in direct violation of Jeremiah the 10th chapter. Continue. The stock is a doctrine of vanity. It's a doctrine of vanity. Now, that's Christmas. So now we know that if you celebrate Christmas, you are a pagan worshiper according to the Bible. It don't matter why you do it, brothers and sisters. Oh, this is just for the children. I want to do something for them. If I take away Christmas from my children, oh, they're going to look at me as, as a real bad parent. Brother Messenger, please give your personal testimony. This was the first year that this man told his family that he was, that yeah. they were, tell him, Brother Messenger. It, it, I'm going to tell you, it's not easy. For 40 years, I've celebrated Christmas as long as I can remember. But once I came into the knowledge of the truth, I talked to my wife and I talked to my children and I told them we would no longer celebrate Christmas. What we would do is we would create our own family tradition, but it will not be associated with the birth of Jesus Christ. We would not be saying that it's Christmas or anything of that nature. Um, and it wasn't easy. Believe me, I had a lot of questions <coughs> from my children, uh, you know, but again, we have to do what's right. And as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's right, brothers and sisters. So again, are you a Christian or a pagan worshiper? Now, let's deal with Easter. Here's another day. This day right here is commemorated by the sex goddess Esther or Istarte, brothers and sisters. So, is celebrating the goddess of fertility about Jesus? That's why she is celebrated during springtime. She is the goddess of spring. In Greece and in Rome, they celebrated this time of the year of Easter with sex orgies. They would go and have the women hide in a game of hide and seek. And then they would go and chase and see if they can find the woman. Well, don't we hide the Easter egg? Yeah. And we say go and find the Easter egg, and you go Easter egg hunting, brothers and sisters? <laughs> Yes. When the man impregnates the woman, the sperm fertilizes the what? The egg. The egg, brothers and sisters. Easter egg hunting. This is a sexual ritual custom, brothers and sisters. The egg represents new life. The rabbit represents fertility. And it is celebrated this time of the year of spring because it is the time of the year when leaves grow back on the trees, grass comes back out of the ground, animals that are in hibernation comes out of hibernation. It is the start of all things new, new life, brothers and sisters. Well, let's go to the book of Exodus. Now, again, what does an egg and a rabbit have to do with Jesus? Let's go to the Lord's Prayer and see what it says about celebrating the goddess of Easter or any other god for that matter. 
Exodus 23-5. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Uh-huh. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath okay. or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. Mm-hmm. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. Okay. Visiting the iniquities of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. Mm. And showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. And that keep my what? Commandment. And the commandment is, thou shalt have no other God besides me. So the goddess of Easter got to go, brothers and sisters. The goddess of Easter got to go. Now, why is Easter to us black people or Israelites, brothers and sisters, in this country, why did we fall in love with it? Because they tricked us. They, <laughs> they put it so close to the Passover that we thought it was one and the same. We thought that Passover and Easter was connected with one another. But that's how they do all of their religious pagan holidays, brothers and sisters. They try to connect man's holidays to God's holy Holy days. days. Passover and Easter has nothing to do with one another, brothers and sisters. Passover is one of God's feast days, and Easter is one of the pagan worshippers' days, brothers and sisters. Wow. We moving on this show, brothers and sisters. Let's go to New Year's Day. Now, Uh-oh. <laughs> everybody told me over the past few days, well, Happy New Year. Please. I'd rather say Happy 2018. A year consists of how many seasons, character? Four. Four seasons, right? Yeah. Spring, summer, Uh fall, and winter, right? Yes. Why is it that the world we live in today changed it to God saying you got four seasons in a year to now we got five seasons in a year? (laughs) We end the year in the the season of winter. Winter. In the season of winter. And we begin the year in the season of what? According to man. So we got winter, spring, summer, fall, winter. I thought we had four seasons in a year. So see, brothers and sisters, when it makes sense, it makes sense when you hear truth. And when you compare the truth to the lie, the lie don't sound so good no more, brothers and sisters. So let's analyze this. Now, you and I are intelligent people. But we're lazy when it comes to doing research. We just believe anything that the, that the Gentiles wrote. Remember when they said that the world was flat? They did say that once upon a time, too. And we found out that the world or the earth was round. So we believe anything that the Gentiles write in the history books. Uh, uh, we, we believe the pastors, you know, they open up the doors to the church teaching their flock that it's the new year. You got to come to my church on December the 31st, New Year's Eve. Throw your money in the collection plate for me to tell you the lie and not the truth. So you paying your tithes, and you ain't even getting the truth, brothers and sisters. 
At least if you was getting the truth, I would feel better about you paying your side. Share this video right now, y'all. I'm telling y'all, y'all getting this word today. So let's go to the Gregorian calendar, Brother Messenger. Let's go to the Gregorian calendar, and then we're going to go to the Julian calendar. I want you to read that. We See, we do research on this show, brothers and sisters. We do research on this show. So let's go to, well, read this one first. Go ahead. Let's go to the Julian calendar, the Julius Caesar calendar, the July, Julius Caesar, because Jews do lie. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. The Julian calendar. Go ahead, my brother. The Julian calendar proposed by Julius Caesar in 46 B.C. So the Julian calendar was proposed by who? Julius Caesar. Okay, so Julius Caesar ain't God. But let's see if he can do as good of a job that God does. Go ahead, my brother. Was a reform of the Roman calendar. Uh-huh. It took effect on 1st January. January the 1st, 45 B.C., uh -huh. by edict. It was the predominant calendar in the Roman world, most of Europe and European settlements in the Americas and elsewhere, until it was refined and gradually replaced by the Gregorian calendar. Now, who the hell is Greg, brothers and sisters? We got Julius Caesar, but who is Gregory? The Gregorian calendar. Go ahead. Let's see who, who who the Gregorian calendar was named after. Go ahead. Promulgated in 1582 by Pope Gregory VIII. So, wait a minute. This comes from the Catholic Church, too. Mm -hmm. Just like Easter was sanctioned as a religious holiday by the Roman Catholic Church, too. Just like Easter was instituted by the Roman Catholic Church, too. You're going to find a lot of these things are instituted by the Roman Catholic Church. And although you call yourself Baptist, you call yourself Methodist, you call yourself Kajic, Church of God in Christ, you call yourself Pentecostal, brothers and sisters, but what you are are a Roman Catholic if you're practicing these things that the Roman Catholics instituted and they are based on pagan rituals. So now... Since Gregorian calendar was mentioned, let's go and read about Pope Gregory and the Gregorian calendar. Go ahead, my brother. It was a refinement to the Julian calendar. We just read that. Involving an approximate 2% correction in the length of the calendar year. 0.002%. Correction in the length of the calendar year. So Julian's calendar was a different length than Greg's calendar. Go ahead, Pope Greg. Let's see what he did. The motivation for the reform was to stop the drift of the calendar with respect to the equinoxes and solstice, particularly the northern vernal equinox, mm -hmm. which helped set the date for Easter. Oh, wow. Wait a minute. So changing the calendar and the year was a setup for Easter, brothers and sisters. The celebration of the goddess of fertility. So you changed the year from the time that God had it because you wanted to set it up to celebrate this false pagan goddess, Easter. Yeah. Man, go ahead, my brother. Tradition to the Gregorian calendar will restore the holiday to the time of the year in which it was celebrated when introduced by the early church. So the early church instituted Easter. 
the ones that you pay your tithes to. It's keeping Easter. It's keeping Christmas. It's keeping a false New Year, brothers and sisters. Let me ask you a question, messenger. You stop at a stop sign, it has eight sizes in the shape of a what? An octagon. Okay, okay, okay. So now, there's a sea animal that has eight tentacles. We call that a? Octopus. Now, each of those words begins with the first three letters. Oct. O-C-C. We got a month also that begins with O-C-C. That month is October. The etymology or root of any word that begins with O-C-T means eight. It was named that because it was actually the eighth month of the year, brothers and sisters. Yes. We go two months after October, we got December. Mm-hmm. Well, the root of the word December, D-E-C, represents ten. A decathlon has ten races. A decade is 10 years, brothers and sisters. You round up to the nearest tenth when you are doing decimal points, brothers and sisters. So if October is the eighth month of the year, December is the tenth month of the year, that would make January the eleventh month of the year. You just spent the eve of the eleventh month in church, brothers and sisters. Not New Year's Day. But we don't get it. We're going to find out what New Year's is. We're going to teach you that on the show also, brothers and sisters, and we're going to teach you that right now. Let's go back to the Bible. See, we got to go out of the Bible when you're being taught things out of the Bible. we got to let you know where it comes from. So let's go back to the Bible and find out when New Year's Day is 2018, brothers and sisters. Let's find out when God's New Year's day is in 2018. So you better write this down because all you all that went to church on December the 31st, we want to see you in church New Year's Eve to God's New Year's Day. Leviticus 23, 4 and 5. Go ahead. These are the feasts of the Lord, even holy convocations, which ye shall proclaim in their seasons. Now who instituted this? The Lord. Not Julius Caesar, not Pope Gregory. The Lord instituted this, brothers and sisters. So you're going to walk with the Lord or you're going to walk with Julius Caesar and Pope Gregory? I think I want to walk with the Lord. So now we're going to explain to you when God's New Year starts every year. You need to have this knowledge for yourself. Leviticus 23, we just read 4. Now let's read 5. Here's the key to determining when the new year is. Leviticus 23 and 5. In the 14th day. What day? The 14th. The 14th day, write that down, of which month? Of the first month. So you got a day, you got a month, which is the first month. What time of the day? At evening. Uh-huh, is, is the Lord's Passover. So the Lord's Passover is on the 14th day of the first <clears throat> month. Yes. Okay, brothers and sisters. So now, since we know that the Passover is on the 14th day of the first month, we got to go back to the encyclopedia, and we want you to go to your Google search engine, and we want you to type in the word Passover. Passover. Now, when does this say, <clears throat> Brother Messenger, that the Passover will be this year. Passover 2018 will begin in the evening of Friday, March 
Now, brothers and sisters, we need to show this to you, okay? Passover begins in the evening right here, brothers and sisters, Friday evening, March 30th. But there's even some knowledge to this, brothers and sisters. Now, Messenger and Sister Key Israel, real quick, I want you to take a detour. Let's go to Genesis 1 and 5. Hold that place. Genesis 1 and 5, I want to show you something real quick. But remember, Passover is in the first month. <clears throat> So we got the month of March. Passover is in the month of March this year. It's on the 14th day of the first month. So we got March and we got the 14th day, but we're going to calculate that for you. But I want to deal with this evening part, Genesis 1 and 5. And God called the light day, uh-huh. and the darkness he called night. This is when time started because before God separated the light from darkness, brothers and sisters, man could not tell time. So this is why this starts with day one. Go ahead. And the what? And the evening. Stop right there. The evening is first. So when the sun goes down, that starts the beginning of a new day. And the evening? And the morning were the first day. So your day don't start at 12.01. It don't start in the morning. It starts in the evening. So really, brothers and sisters, it should have said that the Passover would be Saturday, March 31st. Because remember, when Friday, when the sun goes down in the evening, it starts a new day. So, but for the sake of today's lesson, it says Friday at evening, March 30th, which we know is Saturday, okay, is the Lord's Passover. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to subtract 14 days, go back to Leviticus 23rd, read verse 5 one more time. In the 14th day, 14th day of the first month, the first month at evening, at evening is the Lord's Passover. Is the Lord's Passover. Now, what's four, What's 30 minus 14? Again, March 30th minus 14. What do you get? 30 minus 14 is 16. 14 days is really two weeks. So subtract two weeks from March 30th. You get March 16th. So God's New Year's Day, 2018, is March 16th, and 14 days after that is the Lord's Passover, brothers and sisters. How many of y'all going to be in church <laughs> New Year's Eve on March 15th at sundown? See, brothers and sisters, the question on tonight's show is, are you a Christian? Christian which is really, are you a follower of Christ or a pagan worshiper? So we didn't did a few already. We've already done uh, Easter. We've done Christmas. We've done New Year's Day. Let's deal with the cross, brothers and sisters. For those of you all who have a cross around your neck, it doesn't matter why you wear the cross or what you was told about the cross, brothers and sisters, is what you can read. It's what you can read. Let's go to the Wikipedia, and let's find out about this cross, Brother Messenger. We got a lot of information here, but go to your Wikipedia. Let's find out about this cross. Go ahead. <clears throat> From its simplicity form, the cross has been used both as a religious symbol and as an ornament. The cross is an ornament and they use it as a religious symbol, this image of the cross. Go ahead. From the dawn of man's civilization, various objects dating from periods long 
anterior to the Christian era have been found marked with crosses of different designs. Hold on. Let me show you crosses of different designs, brothers and sisters. All these designs come from different countries, whether it was in Egypt, whether it was a Celtic cross, whether it was a Latin cross, whether it was the cross of the sun, whether it was a swastika, whether it was any other cross, a Tau cross, all of these are images and symbols, brothers and sisters, from these nations, pagan worship. Continue, Brother Messenger. In almost every part of the old world, India, Syria, Persia, and Egypt have all yielded numberless examples, while numerous instances dating from the latter Stone Age to Christian times have been found in nearly every part of Europe. Stop right there. Now, let's go to the New Encyclopedia Britannica. Mm. Let's go to the New Encyclopedia Britannica and find out what it writes about Tamaz, brothers and sisters. Tamaz, which is where this Tau cross came from. They took the first letter of this god by the name of Tamaz's name, and they created this image, and it was the image of a cross. This pagan god, Tamaz. Let's read what it says. In Mesopotamia, religious god of fertility embodying the power of new life in nature in the spring. We go back to springtime, brothers and sisters. Just like spring had a goddess by the name of Easter, it had a god by the name of Tammuz. What was he called? This nature god uh, was associated with two yearly festivals, one held in late winter and the other in early spring. So we got two festivals by this goddess, god by the name of Tammuz, brothers and sisters. Now, when did the Christians first start using this cross as a religious symbol. And again, God didn't give it to you. Let's find out who did give it to you. Let's go ahead. It was <clears throat> not till the time of Constantine. Oh, it wasn't until the time of Constantine, a Roman emperor, brothers and sisters. Go ahead. That the cross was publicly used as a symbol of Christian religion. Mm-hmm. Till then, its employment have been restricted and private among the Christians themselves. So it was restricted to be a religious symbol, although some people who practiced Christianity kept it hid in their homes because they gave into being pagan worshipers, although they called themselves Christians. See, just because you go to church, it doesn't make you a Christian no more than you standing in a car or, or garage makes you a cop. Let's go ahead, my brother. Uh, about under Constantine. Under Constantine, it became the acknowledged symbol of Christianity. Now, brothers and sisters, Constantine was in a war for power, and he had a vision, and the cross was a part of this vision that he had while he was in this war. Let's read it. Constantine's actions. Constantine's actions was no doubt influenced by the vision which he believed he saw of the cross in the sky with the accompanying words Nika. By this conquered as well as the story of the discovery of the true cross by his mother, Saint Helena, in the year 
3.26. So it wasn't until the 300s, brothers and sisters, that the cross began to become used as a religious symbol. But again, what does the cross have to do with Christ? Matter of fact, let's go ahead and go to the Bible, brother messenger, and let's go to the book of Exodus, the 20th chapter, verses 1 through 4, and let's see what the Lord says about using images or religious symbols to represent him. Go ahead, Brother Messenger. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Okay. Out of the house of bondage. Uh-huh. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. So not the God of Tammuz, not the God of spring, Easter, or Esther, not the God of Christmas, which is really Horus, the sun god, the winter solstice. Don't have no other gods beside me. Don't be a pagan worshiper. Go ahead, verse 4. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. Stop right there. Thou shalt not make to me what? Any graven Stop. image. Any. That includes your cross, brothers and sisters. That includes your praying hands. That includes the doves, brothers and sisters, the fish on the back of your car. I don't want any images. Thou shalt not make, go ahead, or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. What's in the water? Fish, right? Yeah. What's in the sky? We see doves fly in the sky, right? Yeah. None of those images, I don't want them, brothers and sisters, because if you're supposed to worship me in spirit and in truth, have you ever seen a spirit? Faith, brothers and sisters, is the belief in something that you cannot see, but there's evidence of its existence. If you got faith in God, this spiritual being, brothers and sisters, enough to not have a cross, enough to not have praying hands, enough to not have a fish on the back of your car with the word Jesus in it, enough not to have cross around your neck, brothers and sisters. Believe in me. You don't need nothing to represent me. I represent myself by my creation, by the fact that I put breath in your body to breathe every day. Absolutely. And can you see the breath that you breathe? It's invisible, too, because it's his spirit. Finish that out, Brother Messenger. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord, thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon children unto the third and fourth generations of them that hate them. Now, brothers and sisters, again, this cross, Tammuz was mentioned, brothers and sisters. Now, we got the birthdays of all the gods right here, born on December the 25th. All the gods that represented the sun, all the major gods in each, brothers and sisters, society. You got Horus, you got Osiris, you got Addis, you got Zoroastrianism. And wait a minute, we found another god on here. What is it, Brother Messenger? Tamaz. Tamaz, brothers and sisters, the one that was a symbol of the cross and the T even before Constantine was born. Are you a Christian or are you a pagan worshiper? You may not know that you've been celebrating these pagan holidays. You may not know that you've been participating in these pagan rituals and these pagan activities, brothers and sisters. But we're showing you in the Bible tonight by the word of God that he told you not to do what your church has been teaching you to do. Now, this says right here, I want to show you something, brothers and sisters. Why did the Roman Catholic change their Bible? 
when it came to the Ten Commandments. All these things that we're showing you came from the Roman Catholic Church and was instituted as religious customs, although they were pagan. I want you to read this. Matter of fact, let, let, me, let me read this and you read that. Okay. I'm going to read the Catholic Bible. You read the King James Verse. Yep. Now, again, we're talking about images and crosses, which you see a lot of in the Catholic cathedrals and churches. Let's read it. Here's the Ten Commandments of the Catholic Church. I am the Lord thy God. Thou shalt have no other strange gods before me. Read yours. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Commandment two. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Thou shalt not make any unto thee any graven images or likeness of anything that is in Hold heaven. Oh, wait a minute. So, in the King James Version of the Bible, the second commandment says, Thou shalt not make to thee any graven images? Yeah. Well, in the second commandment in the Catholic Bible, it says, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Why did the Catholics remove from their Bible, Thou shalt not make any graven images, brothers and sisters? Because this is what they are guilty of. The Bible told them, don't do it. They are doing it, and they removed it from the Bible. They removed it from the Ten Commandments. Let's do it one more time. My first commandment in the Catholic Bible says, I am the Lord thy God. Thou shalt have no other gods, no other strange gods before me. Go ahead. Thou shalt, not, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Okay. Second one. Thou shalt not take the Lord thy God in vain. What's your second one? Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. So you're going to believe the Roman Catholic Church or you're going to believe the word of God, brothers and sisters? Are you a Christian or are you a pagan worshiper? Again, brothers and sisters, the Catholics changed their Bible. They altered their Bible, brothers and sisters. So again, the question is, are you a Christian or are, are you, you a, a pagan, pagan? worshiper? We're almost there, brothers and sisters. We're almost closed. Now, we dealt with the cross. We dealt with Christmas. We dealt with Easter. We dealt with New Year's Day. Now, what about going to church on Sunday? Hmm. Sunday Sabbath service, brothers and sisters. Sunday Sabbath service. Let's go to the Wikipedia and let's give a definition of the word Sunday, not to even discount the fact that the word Sunday was named after the sun in the sky, because this was the sun's day that they set aside for their glorification of the sun in the sky. So now let's go ahead and read the Wikipedia definition of the word Sunday. Go ahead. Sunday is the day of the week after Saturday, but before Monday. Sunday is a day of rest in most modern countries as a part of the weekend. In most Western countries. Go ahead, my, my brother. For most observant Christians, Sunday is observed as a day of worship and rest, holding it as the Lord's Day and the day of Christ's resurrection. So the question is, is Sunday the Lord's Day, brothers and sisters? Well, we're going to find out. Keep on reading, Brother Messenger. In the United States, Canada, and Japan, as well as some Muslim countries and Israel, Sunday is the first work day of the week. According to the Hebrew calendars and the traditional Christian calendars, 
Sunday is the day, Sunday is the first day of the week. However, according to International Organizations for Standardized ISO 8601, Sunday is the seventh and last day of the week. So again, brothers and sisters, you got the early calendars, you got Hebrew calendars, brothers and sisters, which is where everybody got their calendars from. It's saying, and the definition of Sunday is Sunday is the first day of the week. Let's go to the Bible real quick. Let's go to Genesis, the second chapter, verses 1 through 3. So Sunday is the first day of the week originally until the International Organization for Standardization changed it in um, um, since, uh, before they changed it. Sunday is now considered to be the seventh and last day of the week, but again, they came and changed it when it was originally the first day of the week. So let's see what the Lord said in Genesis, the second chapter, verses 1 through 3. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the hosts of them. Uh-huh. And on the seventh day, God ended his work which he had made. Now, brothers and sisters, the thing with... Um, those who change the calendars, brothers and sisters, to try to make Sunday the seventh day of the week, they forgot to do something. They forgot to change it on the calendars, brothers and sisters. So if you open up your phone or if you open up your calendar, the day of the week that's all the way to the left that starts it off is Sunday, and the day that ends it all the way to right is Saturday, the seventh day of the week. So we just read Genesis 2, 1 through 3, that the Lord rested on the seventh day, or the seventh day. But we still got to find out, um, is the seventh day called the Sabbath day? Or is Saturday the Sabbath day? Let's keep reading. Exodus 20 and 8. Exodus 20 and 8. We almost there, y'all. Exodus 20 and 8. Exodus 20 and 8. You're live on the Bible show, Truth Hour, here on POET Radio, hosted by Black Ice and Brother Messenger. Our lesson today is, are you a Christian or a pagan worshiper? Exodus 20 and 8. He tells us to remember it, but not just to remember it. Go ahead. Remember the Sabbath day uh-huh. to keep it holy. So I want you to keep Saturday holy. It is the seventh day of the week. It starts at Friday sundown, and it ends at Saturday sundown. When is most of the crime committed? Friday night and Saturday, brothers and sisters. The weekend, brothers and sisters. But he told us to remember the Sabbath and keep it holy, and because we have not listened to the voice of the Lord and to do all his commandments, like the book of Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter says, we're under a curse because we haven't listened to him. Let's go ahead and read Exodus 35 and 2. Exodus 35 and 2. Now, how do we know that the seventh day is the Sabbath day? And how do we know that the Sabbath day is Saturday? Go ahead, Exodus 35 and 2. Six days shall work be done. Six days. But on the seventh day there shall be to you a holy day, a Sabbath of rest to the Lord. Mm. Whosoever doeth work therein shall be put to death. Wow. Ye shall kindle no fire throughout your in your habitations upon the Sabbath day. And Moses spake unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, This is the thing which the Lord commanded, saying, Take ye from among you 
an offering unto the Lord. So we're going to stop right there, brothers and sisters. So now the Lord commanded this thing, and Constantine came, the same one who instituted the cross as a religious symbol. He was the same one that changed the Lord's Sabbath day from Saturday to Sunday, brothers and sisters. The Roman Catholics, again, showing up again, brothers and sisters. Now, the Sabbath was so important. Saturday or the seventh day of the week was so important. Let's look and see what they did in Leviticus 23 and 13. Leviticus 23 and 13. So again, Satan has a day of the week. It's Sunday. Satan has a symbol. It's the cross, brothers and sisters. Satan has a mark, brothers and sisters. Mm. He has a mark. And after we read that, let's read about... <laughs> let's go. Let's go, my brother. Leviticus 23 and 13. And the meat offering thereof shall be two tenths deals of fine flour mingled with oil, an offering made by fire unto the Lord for a sweet savor, and the drink offering thereof of wine in the fourth part of, of the hen. Okay, cool. Um, let's, let's leave that. That's not the place that I was looking for. But let's go to the book of Acts, the 13th chapter. The book, we didn't even get to Lent, brothers and sisters, and we didn't even get to Ash Wednesday, brothers and sisters, where they put a mark on your forehead. And the Bible says in the book of Revelations that when the man of sin comes, when Satan comes on the scene, brothers and sisters, and he sends his uh, Antichrist on the scene that you won't be able to buy or sell unless you have the mark of the beast in your forehead or in your hands. It doesn't matter why they do it, brothers and sisters. It's not something that the Lord instituted. It's something that man instituted, brothers and sisters. So we got to stick with the Lord. We can't deviate one inch to the left and one inch to the right. We're still talking about Sunday worship, the Sabbath day. Did Jesus go to the synagogue on the first day of the week, Sunday? Or did he go to the church or the synagogue on the seventh day of the week, which is Saturday? Acts 13, chapter 14. Acts 13 and 14. We're going to breeze through this real quick, Brother Messenger. Yeah. Acts 13 and 14. When did the Gentiles and the Jews go into the synagogue? Go ahead, my brother. But when they departed from Perga, they came to Antioch, in Posida and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down. They went into church on Saturday, the Sabbath day, the seventh day of the week, and they went and sat down. Uh, let me see, Acts 13 and 27. Go ahead, my brother. Now, when did they read the words of the prophet? What day of the week did they do that on? For they that dwell at Jerusalem and their rulers, because they knew him not, nor yet the voice of their prophets, which are read every Sabbath day, they have fulfilled them in the condemning him. So they opened up their book, they read, they had a holy convocation or church on the Sabbath day, the seventh day of the week, Saturday, not the first day of the week, Sunday. Let's go to verse 42. Now, when they left church on Saturday, the Sabbath day, when, they, when did they return back to the synagogue? Verse 42, let's go. And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue... The Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. The next Sabbath, brothers and sisters, not the first day of the week, Sunday. Now, verse 44, when did the majority of the city 
come to have church, Brother Messenger. And the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear the word of God. Turn the page. Let's go to Acts the 15th chapter and verse 21. Now, those who preached about Moses, when did they do it? Acts 15, 21. For Moses of old time hath in every city them that preached him being read in the synagogue every Sabbath day. Let's go to the book of Luke, the 14th chapter. I mean, it's the fourth chapter. The book of Luke, the fourth chapter. Now, many people say, well, I'm a Christian. I'm a follower of, follower of Jesus. And they always ask the question, well, what would Jesus do? Did Jesus go to church on Sunday, the synagogue on Sunday, the first day of the week? Or did he go on the Sabbath day? Let's find out what Jesus did. Luke 4, 14 through 16. Luke 4, 14 through 16. Go ahead, my brother. And Jesus returned into the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him throughout all the regions round about. Uh -huh. And he taught in their synagogue, being glorified of all. Mm. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. Okay. And his <clears throat> custom was. His custom was not man's custom, not what they're teaching in the church. What was Jesus' custom? He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. No, wait a minute. He stood up to sing. No, to read. No, 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 wait a minute. He stood up to speak in tongues. To read. He stood up to read the book. How many of us in church are actually getting the book read to us, brothers and sisters? I'm not talking about just two verses. Hmm. And then you close the book and you give a big old story or a life lesson, brothers and sisters, about something that happened either in your life or the life of somebody that you know, brothers and sisters. No, we just read this book tonight on our show. We gave you about 20 scriptures during tonight's show that you can follow us. That's how you become educated on the Word of God. That's how you begin to learn the Word of God for yourself, and you wonder why we don't have power today. Because in order for us to have power, the Word of God has to be in us. The Holy Spirit has to be in us. His words are holy, and they are spirits. And they are spirits. So when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you're filled with the Word of God. And because we're not fed the Word of God, because we're not educated the Word of God, because we're not taught the Word of God, we're not filled with the Holy Spirit. Or the word of God, brothers and sisters. And that's why we don't have power to change our condition or to change our reality. We're bounded by being sad, being depressed, being suicidal, being hopeless, brothers and sisters. It's time to break the chains. It's time to read the book. We're going to close out. Now, these pastors and these preachers, that are allowing these pagan activities and festivals to go in the church, brothers and sisters. God gives them a name. Mm. And you got to understand, no matter how much you love your pastor, this is not a popularity contest, brothers and sisters. So you got to find out if your pastor is a false prophet. Because if your pastor is doing these things in the church, then he is a false prophet, and he's not sent by God. Now, I know that's going to hurt some feelings. Some people are going to hang up. Some people are going to tune off right now. But 
This is about you and your salvation. It's not about your pastor and his salvation. And show him this show. And we will be glad to allow him to come on the show to question the things that we're teaching on this show, brothers and sisters. But let's see what the Bible calls these pastors that allow you to celebrate Easter and Christmas and New Year's Day on um, January the 1st and to bear crosses in their church. Let's see what the Bible calls these pastors and these preachers. 2 Corinthians 11, chapter, verses 1 through 4. Would to God ye could bear with me a little in my father, uh-huh. and indeed bear with me. For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. Okay. For I have espoused you to one husband. Okay. That I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Now here's the hook, line, and sinker. Go ahead. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. How is that going to be done? Hmm. For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus. See, the Jesus that, that's being preached to you ain't the Jesus of this Bible. It's another Jesus. The Jesus of Christmas is not the Jesus of this Bible. The Jesus of Easter is not the Jesus of this Bible, brothers and sisters. So if someone comes and preaches another Jesus, go ahead. For if he cometh preaching another Jesus whom we have not preached, okay. or if ye receive another spirit mm. which ye have not received, or another gospel. What gospel are you being taught, brothers and sisters? Is it the gospel of this book called the Bible, or is it the gospel of Constantine? Is it the gospel of Tammuz? Is it the gospel of the sex goddess Esther? Is it the goddess of the sun god Horus, brothers and sisters? If someone comes and preaches another gospel, which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. So how do you bear with somebody or contend with them? The only way you do it is to open this book called the Bible. That's the only way you can bear with somebody that comes preaching another Jesus, another spirit, and another gospel, because there's more than one. There's the right one, the one we can read out of this book, and there's the wrong one, the one that we've been teaching about today on the Bible Show Truth Hour. Let's go ahead to verse 13 through 15. For, for such are false apostles. So these preachers that are preaching this are what? False apostles. False apostles. Go ahead. Deceitful workers. Uh-huh. Transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. Wow. And no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of life. Brothers and sisters, we're going to end right here. We're going to close right here. We've had so much information on tonight's show. Hopefully you take this video, you rewind it, you share it, you let people know in your network that you found a station that teaches the truth on Tuesday nights at 7.30 p.m., Central Standard Time, and that show is called The Bible Show Truth Hour, brothers and sisters. And again, this is not designed to attack you because we understand that you are the victim and that we've been told these things our whole life. Absolutely. So Trust we didn't think me. that Mama wouldn't tell us the truth. 
Well, brothers and sisters, more than likely, Mama didn't know the truth. Because she wasn't given the truth. But the responsibilities are on these teachers in these churches that are called pastors and and bishops and and ministers and, and all these names. It's their responsibility. If you're going to stand up there in a pulpit and preach this word, it has to be coming out of this book called the Bible. I want book, I want chapter, and I want verse, brothers and sisters. When you tell somebody, give me the book, the chapter, and the verse, not about how you determine determine it was said or, or your translation of it, just let me read it for myself. That's it. Because if we can't read it, then don't. Believe it, brothers and sisters. So, again, it's not meant to attack you. We're attacking the lie, brothers and sisters. And it just so happened that most of us was given that lie from a child even all the way up to today. Absolutely. But we got the naked truth here tonight to undress the well-dressed lie. And we thank you for tuning in to tonight's show. Uh, we're going to go ahead. We didn't start with a prayer, but we're going to make sure that we end and close with a prayer. And then we're going to give you the number that you can text us your name to so that we can give you a invite or a reminder when we come on live, brothers and sisters. So, again, if you want to be added to our text message invite, then the number is right in the comment section. Text your number. And the keyword truth hour to 312-719-7310. 312-719-7310. Text your name in the keyword truth hour, and we will make sure before we go live on the air that you get a message reminding you to go ahead and tune in. Brother Messenger, close us up. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we come to say thank you, Father God. We first apologize, Father God, for not starting off with you, Father God, with a prayer. But we know, Father God, that you know that it's not our charge to our head and not our hearts. Father God, we thank you for this message that went forth, Father God. We know, Father God, that it has definitely touched some hearts, Father God. It, it, it brought some things out, Father God, that had to be said. Father, we ask that you, Father God, allow your word to just minister to those souls that hear, heard it. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Again, we thank you, brothers and sisters. We're going to end our YouTube listenership. We thank you, YouTube listeners. Please continue to share these videos. Now, as far as you are concerned, Facebook Live, we want you to stay on the line because we're going to go ahead and go to the phone lines and find out what our listeners thought about tonight's show. So let's go ahead and go to Texas. Texas, you're on the line. State your name, Texas, and tell us what you thought about tonight's show. Texas, you're on the line. All right, let's go ahead and go to Chicago. Chicago, you're out there. State your name, Chicago. Another Black Act production. How y'all doing, brother? Brother Hebrew. <laughs> brother Julian. How you feeling, my brother? Another excellent show, brother. Excellent, excellent, excellent. All praises be to the God of Israel in Jesus' name. Second uh, Peter, the second chapter, verses 1 through 3, 1 through 3, showed you that anybody that has a problem with what was taught tonight, you may be a candidate of Second Peter, 
second chapter, verses one through three, where it said, the truth shall be evil spoken of. Mm. The pastors have hidden themselves under praise and worship, under uh, tithing, under prosperity, and they have not given the people what thus said the Lord. And Jeremiah, the 23rd chapter says, woe unto the pastors. The Lord is going to deal with them. Sisters and brothers, you heard an excellent show tonight. Those in the listening audience, take heed. Save yourself. And the way you do that is through the word of God, and all you're getting gets you understanding. Praise and worship has its place, but knowledge trumps all of that. So, again, save yourselves. Listen to these brothers who are bringing you the uncut word of God. Do not harden your heart. Challenge your pastors. Do not be afraid to ask them questions. Your salvation is on the line. Excellent lesson, brothers. Excellent. In Jesus' name. So much. Have a good night. And for those who are listening, Brother Julius, tell them about the Bomb of Gilead. Brother Julius has a show um, um, that's also teaching the truth, and it's on on Thursday nights. Um, Brother Julius, give them that information. Thank you, Black Eyes. Uh, the Thursday night program, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on social media outlets. It's called the Bomb of Gilead. Again, the Bomb of Gilead. You can reach us through Facebook and just uh, uh, type in those words, Bomb of Gilead Radio. We broadcast every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. And sisters and brothers, it is the another program, which is the uncut word of God, and the bomb is the healing word of God that is uh, medicine for a sick and dying world. So tune in to us also at 7.30 Thursdays. 7.30 Thursdays, Central Standard Time, the Bomb of Gilead Radio. And, again, brothers, thank you. And, uh, Brother Messenger, excellent testimony. Um, uh, I, I felt it was heartfelt, and it takes only the power of God to recognize truth and, and, and be brave enough and bold enough to save yourself and your household. And I agree with you, my brother. 10,000% as for me and my house, we will serve the God of Israel. Thank you, brothers. Absolutely. All right, bro. That's our brother from Chicago, Brother Julius. Texas, who's this? State your name, Texas, and tell us what you thought about tonight's show. All right. We got Wisconsin on the line. Wisconsin, state your name, and tell us what you thought about tonight's show. Make sure Hi, you're on Yes, go ahead. Hi, my name is, yep, my name is Jennifer. And I have learned so much. Um, I am 47 years of age. Mm -hmm. And, of course, I've been taught the wrong way. And this is just so mind-blowing for me. And now I have a a different outlook. I will be uh, tuning in every Tuesday to get the right words. I need this. This is a good time for me right now. I need this in my life. So I just want to thank you. I'm glad I got tagged in today, and yes, I will be tuning in. And and thank you so much, sis. And uh, I just thank God and I praise God, the God of Israel, and 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 in Jesus' name, I, I thank Him that you are here with us tonight to hear this 
truth backed up by scripture. And that's yes. backed up by scripture. Mm-hmm. And uh we're not trying to hide this thing and 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 keep this knowledge to ourselves. We're trying to share it with the world. Because you're gonna talk to your coworkers and your family members and your friends and they're gonna think you're crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just have them tune into the show as well. Yeah. Where they can also mm-hmm. um see that all we're doing is reading from this book called The Bible. And share the YouTube link with them also as well, for those who may not have Facebook. Share the YouTube link with them also as well, so they can follow that and write down the scriptures for themselves and let them read it. You know, don't tell them the truth. Let them read the truth. Yes, yes, yes. Amazing, 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 amazing. I am so glad. Um, like I said, I'm so glad I got tagged in tonight. Um, I will be tuning in, and I will uh, be sharing this. And um, I just have um, one more other question. I have a question that uh, uh, that I need to ask. But, okay. Uh, but I didn't want to ask it over the air. So okay. is there any way um, that... Yes, yes you I, can. Um, are you... Um, are you um, we want everybody to like this page, the um, Truth Hour Bible page. Like the page and inbox us any questions okay. that you may have regarding this show or any other thing that you may have, um, uh, like, waged that question about in your mind that you were not cleared about. Inbox us on the Bible Show Truth Hour. But first of all, like the page that this video came from. And also yeah, like our and also like our YouTube channel also as well. So uh, once you like um, this page and inbox us, sis, let's continue the conversation. <clears throat> okay, great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Okay, thank you. All right, let's go. Let's go ahead and go to Chicago. Chicago, state your name. Who's this? <clears throat> Chicago. Make sure your phone is not on mute. All right. Let's go ahead and go to Texas. Texas. Thank you for calling in. State your name, Texas. Yes, this Tyrone again. Uh, I was calling in to say y'all y'all did a much better job this week than you did last week. I did find a couple of them scriptures in my picture Bible, but I still don't understand why y'all over here telling these white children and the black ones too that Santa Claus was a black man. Now you oh, know that's a damn we shame. Didn't, we, didn't, we didn't say that on this show that Santa Claus was a black man, brother. Um, we only stated... I didn't say you said it on this show. I still ain't got over when you said it two weeks ago. Well, we, we again, we didn't we didn't say it two weeks ago either, my brother. Go back and listen yes. to the left. No, y'all did ago. say it. Y'all, let, let me tell you something. Y'all, y'all ought to be ashamed to be on this here network doing this stuff that y'all well, on here doing. Talking, well, talking well, bad did, about brother, the preachers. You, you know what the words say about putting your mouth on the preacher. So what we say mm-hmm. about that, uh, well, you know, I mean, again. I'll come back, man. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Prophets, I, I'm going to start a real Truth Hour Bible show. This ain't the Truth go. Hour. No, I'm going to start a real Bible show. That's right. Go. Y'all and, look and, for Tyrone. And, 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 and I'm going to start a real Bible show. Y'all ain't over have, here teaching the Bible. And you have that no, right, mm-mm. brother, to start. Y'all over own. here living any kind of way and over here trying to tell other folk about the Bible. You over here, you you bringing a bad reputation on the law. You ought to be shamed. Oh, Lord, you ought to be shamed. All well, we y'all going to bust hell wide open. 
But we thank you for keeping wide open. You can sing about being at the meeting, but I don't want to go to the meeting y'all gonna be at. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, well I'm so we glad. You. I'm so glad that I. We we thank you for continuing to listen to the show. And again, we don't. Um, um, you know, we you're entitled to your own opinion, my brother. And uh, we're gonna love you despite. But we when we teach, we're gonna teach from this book, not based on what we think. Not based on what we've been told, not based on what we've been taught. We're going to read from this book. Now, as far as him saying, we said Santa Claus was a black man. I don't know where he got that from at all. Because we don't believe in Santa Claus, brothers and sisters, at all. But we did explain that the origin of him originated in the God called Odin. Okay? Look at the movie Thor and look how Odin looked and see that he had the same look as the modern-day version of Santa Claus looks. But again, it still has nothing to do with Jesus. It's a part of pagan worship. Let's go ahead and go to Tennessee. Tennessee, you're out there. State your name and tell us what you thought about tonight's show. Hey, this is uh, Terry in Memphis, Tennessee. Hey, Terry, how you doing? I'm doing all right. That's good. Um, like, man, you know, when you have these callers like this guy talking about Santa Claus, we, we just need to do a, a much better job of not being unapologetic about the truth that y'all teach. There you go. You know, we we had some, some Muslims on the line and, you know, watching the lessons and some, if you ask me, some atheists, you know, who, who was trying to disrupt, you know, people uh, – watching the lesson. I, I I I really don't get to watch you all like I should, but I, I have liked the page. I did send in uh the text over my uh my sale. So uh I will be tuning in more on a regular basis and I I just wanna say, man, keep up the good work because we gonna always have these detractors, these people who have no real knowledge, don't really have anything to offer, but they right. always want to try to distract from the teaching of the Word of God and the truth out here. Yeah, and, you know, uh, when, whenever the Word of God goes forth, Satan's job is to come and try to steal it as fast as he, as he can. You know what I'm saying? So, um, again, um, the brother was misinformed or he missed, you know what I'm saying, misunderstood what was spoken uh, two weeks ago. Um, but, again, we, 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 we still can't judge him for his comments. Um, we still gonna pray for that brother that he continues to listen because while he complains, he's still tuning in and getting his word. So we appreciate that. Um, again, you know, here on the uh, Poet Radio, we we just the the Bible Truth Hour is strictly us reading from the book, and if we deviate from the book, it's just to clarify those things that. Uh, definition-wise, um, or, or, or things of that nature to give more clarity to words that are being used or different um, subjects. But other than that, it's strictly the book is being taught. We're reading strictly from the book, and any dispute that anybody has with what is being said, it should be against what we read, and that's the Word of God. So please, again, it's not the messenger is not Brother Black Ice, but it's the word of God that we're that we're giving to the people. Yeah, and, we and, a lot of, 
A lot of our people have a problem with the word of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Appreciate you, brother. Man, thank you so much, my brother. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So, again, brothers and sisters, we um we 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 like to bring on everyone. We want everyone to be able to make a comment. So, again, we are not um upset with that brother or anyone else that disagrees with what we're reading in this book because we know they're not disagreeing with us. They they disagreeing with God. So, they got to work that out. Um, with God themselves. But we thank you for tuning in and tuning in to um, another powerful lesson next week. It's going to get rougher. It's going to get deeper, brothers and sisters, because now is the time, brothers and sisters, to attack that devil head on. So our shows, brothers and sisters, is going to get more explosive. And share this video and continue to tune in. Again, two people just sent a text message already, Terry Williams and Cindy. Um, uh, I'm sorry, Candy, I got your text messages. I've just included you on the text message invite. So every Tuesday before we go live, you'll get a text message telling you to call in or tune in right now to the show. So uh, let's go ahead and go to Cleveland. Cleveland, you're out there. State your name, Cleveland, and tell us what you thought about tonight's show. Hello? Yeah, Cleveland, go, go ahead, on. Cleveland. What's your name? Uh, uh, my name is Joe. Hey, Joe, how you doing? I'm pretty good. Well, I just wanted to know, you know, if you all, you do all know that his name is Yahweh Shai, right? Absolutely. Yahweh Shai. Absolutely, my brother. We we bear witness to that and we accept that. But for the sake of those who go to these Sunday Christian churches, what we want to do is to address them where they are and bring them up into the truth. So we also use that name in addition to the name of Jesus on this show because we want to begin to take them towards that name and to let them know that while he walked this earth, he didn't hear his mother call him Jesus. He didn't hear his neighbors and his friends call him Jesus. It's a translated name. So we understand that and we bear witness to that also on this show, my brother. But you know, but that's if you, especially if you're trying to get people to transition over to to doing this truth, you know, that's one of the things that you probably want to inform them on. You know, education. You know, uh, education is definitely one of the things that our people, especially, you know, uh, is 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 kind of lacking. You know, even the Bible tells you that you know our people, two thirds of our people, will die because of lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So I mean, telling them that what his name is because you know if you're praying especially you know no way to the father but through the son and if you're praying to something you know or or praying to jesus you see what i'm saying you're supposed to be praying to you know yahweh shy you know to yahweh then how who are they really praying to you see what i'm saying and then you're saying it in jesus name when you're praying and everything i mean your message is i, I get it but you know i mean just I mean, I'm just saying to keep people informed on, you know, what the real is. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. 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 And and as I said before, brother, um, we are aware, you know, of the translation and the name before the translation, and we are educating people on that also as well. But we don't we we don't deny the name Jesus also as well, brother. I mean, and and I understand why. You deny it, you know what I'm saying, and I understand why other of my Israelite brothers and sisters um, deny it also as well, 
but we do a we do a whole lesson on that as well. Yeah, and if you text me, name, if you text me, um, I'll share that lesson with you, and I'd like to talk to you um, outside of this. With, you know, you and I, and we can reason together. Okay, sounds good to me. Okay, so let me let me do this. Let me send you a text right now. Uh, what's your number? You say what, my number? Yeah, I'm gonna text you right now. Oh, okay. It is uh, two one six. Uh huh. Uh, hold on, because I just got this phone. So, oh, oh, give me you can, one oh, second. Oh, you can take my number down. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Three one two. Three one two. Seven one nine. Seven one nine. Seven three one zero. Seven three one zero. Okay, can you uh, repeat that one more time? I'm sorry. Three one two. Mhm. Seven one nine. Mhm. Seven three one zero. So all mm-hmm. those who are out there also who want to be included on the text message invite, text your name and the word Truth Hour to the number that I just gave this brother, so I can include you on the text message reminder invite list. But, yeah, brother, text me, and I'll respond uh, with that link, and then let's reason from there. All right. Sounds good to me. Okay, my brother. I appreciate you. Okay. Ohio, last caller. Ohio, who's this? State your name. Todd, Daddy. All right. So (laughs) that is our show for tonight, brothers and sisters. And, again, you know, we know that um, Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and uh, we can smile about it. You know, we don't get angry about it, brothers and sisters, but know that when you're speaking the truth and when you're telling the truth, brothers and sisters, he's going to send his people to you. But we thank you for hanging in there, and we thank you for listening, and we want you to continue to share this video, and we're saying peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Yeshua. All right. Peace and blessings. <laughs> yeah, them Hebrews going to start <coughs> coming on. <coughs> By the name G. You already got your lesson covered. Mm-hmm. And we will... um. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags.